Welcome to the PulpMX.com, guaranteed MX, I think, uh, podcast uh, recapping the terrific series that was the Future West Arena Cross series that I just got back from last weekend in Chilliwack, B.C. Uh, I, uh, I've known about these races for a while, and I've always thought they were kind of cool. And I finally got to go up to one after years and years of reading about them. And, yeah, look, it's not Anaheim, folks. But, you know, what? also there's some, there's some good riders and some good depth, and, and the purse money was decent. And, you know, I thought it was worth covering here. It's December, and uh, why not talk about it? Why not uh, recap it a little bit? And like I said, it was uh, I was happy to be there, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised with the money that pays and if Future West can keep that up if we don't see other guys heading up there a little more maybe name power, guys, because it's the money that draws them, and uh, it's not bad, as we'll talk about in this show. So to help me recap the series and this last weekend in Chilliwack in general, I got a couple of guys on the on the phone that have been there at all the races and been there many years. Uh, first up, uh, GuaranteedMX.com, owner and operator and the announcer for the whole series, the Ryan Gold. Galdi, what's up? Hey, man, thanks a lot, Steve, for having me. Just uh, chilling, just finished washing my baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll you're a dad you. now. Super, super weird that you're a dad. But um, <laughs> also on the line, uh, he's a Dash for Cash champion, folks. He has raced this Future West Arena Cross Series for probably uh, 20 years straight. And, uh, you know, former national number six in Canada, now working at uh, Atlas Neck Brace in Canada. And, uh, like I said, Dash for Cash champion, the Noof, Ryan Lockhart. Thanks for having me, man. Just uh, counting all my Dash for Cash money right now as we speak. Can, can we, before we get too far into this, can, can we get to the bottom of why I said to Galdi, Galdi, we should do a podcast this week uh, at the race. I said we should do a podcast this week kind of talking about what happened and, and recapping this series. And Galdi said we should get Beats, Kyle Beaton. Can we talk about that? What? Why didn't you want Noof in there, Galdi? What's wrong with uh, Noof? I don't know. Because he was a champion. I didn't want to give him any more love, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to help Beats. He's on the he's on the right. path back to greatness again, and Noof gets all the accolades. He's getting engaged, and right. you know, he's got a good job. Beats just pushes dirt. Hey, and, screw you for getting you know. engaged, Noof. <laughs> screw you. You think you're all Sorry, good? Hey, you, you think you're all yeah, better? I get, I get I get engaged, and I'm not allowed to do podcasts anymore. What's this world coming to? <laughs> you think you're all I better know. than us Shut by getting, getting, getting engaged? <laughs> Nothing wrong with Beats. We all love Katie Beats. He made a comeback this weekend too. But um, uh, he actually beat the Noof uh, in the first. Mm-hmm. BC Legends qualifier. Yeah, uh, where it was Steve, epic. I'm sure you can bring that up. How how Noof is a BC legend, but whatever. Yeah, beats one. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> well, glad to have you, Noof. Even though Galdi did everything he could to to stop you from coming well, on. I'm glad to be on here. Okay, all right. I took some of my announcing money and tried to pay Steve, but it didn't work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> first off, let's talk about the series in general. And Noof, you're, you're a guy to talk about that. Seriously, though, how long have you been racing these things? How long have they been going on for? Uh, honestly, uh, I started racing, um, I guess you could call it the Future West Series, out here in the year 2001, they started, or 2002, I can't remember what year, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, pretty much been racing inside that Chilliwack barn for, uh, getting close, pushing 15 years now. Yeah, really, right? Um, they, and they, they always go to Chilliwack, they went, they had two rounds at Chilliwack out of the four. Yeah. It's two nights of racing. They've tried Grand Prairie, they go to Cloverdale. Went to a new venue this year, up north somewhere. Armstrong. Armstrong. Yeah. Um, but it always comes back to the Red Barn in Chilliwack, doesn't it? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, they have tried some different venues, and uh, this year, obviously, with starting off in Armstrong, which which is in like the interior of BC, kind of near uh, Kelowna, Kamloops type area, um, was real small and tiny, but uh, worked out good from a promoter standpoint. With uh, you know, they filled the place both nights, small mm-hmm. town, nothing else to do except come uh, come check it out. So yeah. that was cool, and then. Cloverdale, which is a good one because it's kind of, you know, it's obviously in the lower mainland here and uh, very central for all the dealership type uh, mm-hmm. type people. But always end up in, in Chilliwack. I mean, that is the best venue for sure with the two barns. I mean, uh, look at the track on the weekend, 50-second plus lap times, right? So it's yeah. kind of like a mini, mini Supercross type thing. Yeah, it, uh, it's, a, it's a good series. Like, I'm talking Entenap. He thought that, you know, he thought the tracks were almost too simple a little bit. And I maybe agree with him, but it's, you got amateurs, you got 60s, you got to do what you can, you know, to as a promoter to, to have all the classes and make the money that you can. But 50-second um, long tracks is no joke. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, with, with getting 200-plus amateur entries, obviously uh, you kind of got to cater to those guys a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree I agree with uh, Seven Deuce Deuce as well. I mean, it would be nice to have a you know a little bit more technicality to it, but... Uh, you know, at the end of the day, the racing still turns out to be okay, and uh, you know the fast guys are winning regardless. Maybe we should ask Seven Deuce Deuce Galdi how technical it was when he was laying on the ground in the whoop section, right? <laughs> well, yeah, it was technically uh, he got put to the ground by the seventeen-year-old Jess Pettis, and Pettis right. just like gave him an elbow and threw that big fellow to the dirt. Um, no, nah, we love Seven Deuce Deuce, but uh, he's got a point there. But hey, look, uh, Galdi, so like. How has this thing evolved, or has it evolved from when you started to now? I mean, um, and we talked about it at the beginning, uh, $1,000 to win a main event. You, uh, most of the guys ride two classes. Um, 1000 I think it was 800 500 or something. Um, so, you know, if you're a top three guy all weekend, you're coming away with a two to $3,000. Your expenses are paid by your sponsors. Uh, that's no joke, right? Oh, one hundred percent. I uh, I'd say that that is probably the biggest purse uh, per one day event uh, in Canada. I mean, even if you win the outdoor series, uh, it's a thousand bucks a moto. I think in four fifty class, uh, which obviously is, is um, you know comparable, but um, for the amount of work and what you're putting into it and all that kind of right. stuff, this is, a, this is the most money and and uh, least amount of time that you can make in, in Canadian moto and. As far as growth, uh, like Newf was saying, he, the Future West thing started early millennium, but Al Dick was doing the series prior to that, and I think it was about 500 bucks or 700 bucks a main win. So the money hasn't increased huge, but the, the series has changed and gone to different buildings and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. now with having the steady purse and it counting down all the way to 10th place, you're getting these big names. Like it's, like yeah. it's pretty legit. Like Like you said, this isn't A1, folks, but... Like, it's pretty legit. Ross Johnson, Teddy Mayer, um, Adam Entzicknap, Sean Moffenby. Like, the names on the list are, are, like, guys that, you know, when they go out to any local track anywhere, they're going to go out, people are going to go out and go, oh, who's that guy? Or, oh, that yeah. guy's ripping pretty good. Like, they're not just some some squid. So it's 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 pretty cool to see. And it's right in Canada. And a new fact, he hit it home uh, in his uh, speech there at the awards at the end of the night. This is the only series and only racing going on in Canada, and it's, and it's just that big. Like it's great to follow. All the media pumps it up and all that kind of stuff. And it, it really, it really is a good thing going on. I really feel like BC has a has a uh, a really positive vibe going on for motocross. And all those kids that are mm-hmm. able to race these tracks are getting a lot of extra little experience over and above everybody else throughout Canada. Yeah, new. If you, you're from New Brunswick or PEI or wherever. 
But um, but <laughs> who cares? Like who cares? You're you're not from BC, but it's not hard for you to understand how a beaten Fasciati, um, uh, who am I missing here? I know, Miss. Oh, Clat, Clat, Lange. Yeah. Uh, now we got this Jacob Piccolo kid. Um, it's not hard to see how these guys get to be good. They're literally racing this stuff, uh, you know, all year long. No, absolutely. And and to be, you know, to be honest with you, you know, as I sit here in, in BC working my working my normal job, the the reason I ended up out here as a full time resident was because of coming out here. As a pro trying to make money, I'd come out here every winter, mm-hmm. um, you know, in my pickup truck, and I, I made friends and who are now my best friends, and that was the reason why I live out here now. Is I wanted to race throughout the winter, and you know, obviously, I didn't want to go get a job and, and make money, so I would come out here and <laughs> right. and mooch off my friends and, and race on the weekends, and I became uh, became a lifer. I never left. Yeah, I mean, and look at Teddy Mayer, he's arena cross champion. I think down here at one at one point. Uh, Ross Johnson has made main events. Adam Antonap has made main events. Sean Moffenbauer won Canadian Nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys are like, yeah, like you said, Galdi. I mean, there's some there's some depth there. I mean, yeah, if after five or six plays or whatever, you know, kind of got whatever. Brock Hoyer, former champion of the series, was in the mix too also. So, like, um, you know, you're getting a lot of Washington State guys. Ricky Dietrich also, don't forget, Factory Cowie fill in a few years back. So, like, the, the depth of the guys is pretty good. Factory trailer border jumper. <laughs> uh, no, the, the thing is, the thing is, another guy, uh, you know, Chris Howell, Brad Nodick, guys that are that are Supercross, you know, guys. I mean, Chris Howell made, you yeah. know, quite a few main, mains last year, and there was a couple nights this year where he missed main events, whether it was the lights or the open. Same as Nodick, Noah McConaughey, another guy that that has raced Supercross and outdoor. It was, uh, it was deep. I mean, and I'm, you know, I say it time and time again. This was the deepest field in a long, long time. It really was. I thought it was. I thought it was decent. I was happy to get up there, courtesy of the Cycle North team, uh, getting me up there. Galdi, um, we had. Uh, well, first we'll, we we uh, Ross Johnson won the 450 Pro Class. Teddy Mary won the 250 uh, Pro Class. Those two guys, kind of out of the out of the eight races, four weekends. Would you say those two guys were a little bit better than everybody else? Oh yeah, hundred percent for sure. Uh... I mean, Sean got that last main event win. Jake Anset spun a, a two or three in a row there, which was a bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, those guys were pretty much on the top of the podium. I think Teddy won six out of the eight in the lights, and Ross won three. Teddy or Ross won three or four, and then Teddy won two in the open. So I mean, it, you look at the stats; it's yeah. pretty uh, legit that those are the two guys going for it, and you could tell because they were the one two in, at the end of the series for sure. And and you. Uh, you could tell that right from the first night. Teddy won both lights, and mm-hmm. uh, in Armstrong, Teddy won both lights, and and Ross won both open. So right from the get go, they were the guys to uh, they were with the bullseyes on their back. Um, Newf, of course, you were the Dashwood Cast champion, and Newf, I saw a little bit of your strategy. Um, you, you, <laughs> you, how'd you do the first night on Friday night? In the main? No, in the Dashwood Cash. Dash for cash. Uh, got put out in the third round. Of the okay, first so I yeah, I never saw you. I never saw you won win one, but I could see your strategy. It was really get a good start, cut the guy off down the start straight away, and then kind of just. I mean, what are you going to do, right? Like, uh, you can go fast for a lap and a half because it's until you get to the checkers. And uh, hey, look, you won a thousand bucks for some of those. Yeah, no, exactly. It's uh, it totally is a strategy, and I mean, it all starts with the with the start. Start, yeah, for and, sure. Um, no, I don't I mean, say that, I don't mean that in a bad way. Like that's no, no, for that's sure. your no, game I, plan. I get yeah. it. I mean, 
the weekend before you came out, so last weekend in Chilliwack, um, it was tough. I didn't have the starts, and it I actually ended up winning both Dash for Cashes, so two weekends ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I didn't get the starts, and I had to work my ass off to get by guys. I mean, I had to put uh, Dietrich out in one of them and had to get past Teddy in one of them. So, But there is definitely strategy. I mean, get the start and uh, mess around with them in the first couple corners and then throw the hammer down, and hopefully, um, you know, yeah. that works. But sometimes su- it doesn't. I was surprised on Friday night, like, Teddy and whoever he was going against, maybe it was Ross, and maybe there was already some friction there, but Teddy was, like, break-checking and looking over and moving over, and I'm like, just... It's you know just, just go just, just ride your race just, just go go and that that's the thing and and that's uh, that was one of the the two weekends ago when I ended up getting Teddy put out in the one is he did the same thing to me he he kind of brake checked me and he looked over mm-hmm. and then I went right when he went left and then but when I went by him I went by him so fast because he was getting ready to brake check that he didn't have time to catch to catch yeah, up so. like just go you know I yeah. don't I don't get that part of it but look if, if you win the dash for cash and Teddy did win some and. Then he wants the main events. I mean, these guys are taking four grand a weekend home, Galdi. That's oh like, yeah, um, I think the big. Actually, I think the biggest one was Armstrong second night. It was eleven seventy for the dash for cash. I I think Teddy won that one, mm-hmm. uh, and then he won the two lights main events that weekend. So yeah. there's there was three the, grand right there plus uh, yeah uh, whatever he got in the open. He DNF one open and then got good in the other open. So yeah, yeah like four, four grand. grand Crazy, like you know that's yeah. pretty legit. I mean, um, there's not too many jobs where you're going out and making four grand in about I don't know forty five to an hour's worth of <laughs> yeah, work. Yeah, how much how much work is that uh, for a night? Right, probably well, half the, hour. The, the main events, the main events were anywhere from in Armstrong they were like six minutes, and in Chilliwack they were like twelve minutes. So right, right. Yeah, you, you got two of those. Um, there's twenty minutes plus a qualifier. There's five minutes. Hey, you write twenty five minutes worth of work if you want to throw practice okay. in there just to make the number higher. We're talking thirty minutes. Thirty minutes of work, and you're getting about equal to about seventh place in the four fifty class in a supercross race. Supercross <laughs> race, yeah. I'd say that's pretty good. Not bad. I hope these guys can keep it up. And like I said, I really do think maybe a little bit of direct motocross and 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 myself being there and guaranteed MX and maybe a little bit of this publicity gets a few more guys thinking like, hey, you know, why don't nah, I go up Canadian there? Canadian websites suck. Oh, okay, that's true. Especially guaranteed. <laughs> They're a joke. They only- People are only going to follow you, Steve, to get Canadian content. Well, maybe they'll read my <laughs> reports and they'll head up there. I'm just saying. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm pretty pretty impressed with the payday, and I'm pretty impressed with uh, the depth of the field. I think it'll get even better, too. Um, new Ross Johnson, uh, he's a good rider. I, I never really watched him before. Uh, I know all about Teddy. Teddy's world class, no doubt about it. But uh, Ross has got some skills. No, absolutely. I mean, uh, Ross is a great indoor rider. I mean, he'll be the first to admit that he's definitely a better indoor rider than than outdoors. And, um, you know, I listened to his podcast yesterday on uh, on Galdi's site, Guaranteed MX, and, you know, he he does this for, obviously, his his job. I mean, this is how he's making his money, and, and uh, he picks and chooses races. And, you know, in the Northwest where he grew up, I mean, there's tons of tons of races, obviously not with the with the purse that, that we have right. up here, but... Uh, He's doing these races all the time, and he really know has it figured out. I mean, it's a it's a skill to ride to ride arena cross. It's a you know much different ball game than mm-hmm. uh, than supercross, and uh, he's got it figured out. And I mean, you can tell from when he rides, his he's aggressive and he gets it done. He's a really good starter. He he you know rarely pulls a bad start, mm-hmm. and if he does, he he chips through real quick through the pack and and gets the job done. 
Galdi, the, the first round um, in Armstrong, how sketchy was the start outside and then the left through the barn door? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it was pretty funny just kind of showing up there and uh, being a, a racer, former racer, whatever you want to call me now, looking at it, I'm like, oh, this could be kind of cool and everything. And then every other racer going, holy Jesus, is that ever sketchy? This is going to be sketchy. That's sketchy. What if it rains? Because there was no way to cover the start. Um, luckily, almost every gate drop and every start worked out according to plan, but at first it was definitely, uh, from a racer standpoint, going, scratching your head going, you're oh, like, man, I, I really don't want to have to pin the throttle and, and hope that I get through that door safely. You're like, the gate is t- 30 feet wide, that door opening is 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even and think it was, it was uh, 12 feet. Was it a 12-man gate that weekend, News? Yeah, we only took, uh, took 12 to the, 12 to the main. Um, but but I don't even think, I don't even, yeah, yeah, it was 12. Um, and arena cross wouldn't be arena cross without controversies. There's no doubt about it. They see it all the time. I've seen it in a hundred arena crosses I've been at in my life and raced at over the years. Uh, new, first of all, the first round you made some enemies because you were upset (laughs) about some gate picks or something. What talk, talk about Mm. that a little bit. What'd you do? Really wasn't making enemies. It was more like losing a friend. What'd you do? (laughs) What'd you do? Uh, man, I get heated in the moment, even though I'm semi-retired, but I still get crazy just like everybody else. And, you know, I I like to play by the rules, and I felt like that night that the rules weren't being played fairly by everybody. And, uh, you know, long story short, a couple guys ended up missing their gate pick from being late, and uh, I may have raised my voice and said this is a fucking, you know, effing joke. <laughs> so they, um, okay, so there was, a, there, but there's rules on when you had to be there? Is that... Well, I guess not really, but I mean when the <laughs> well, next, when the gate when the when the gate drops from the class in front of you, yeah, and it's, I mean it's just kind of normal, you know. It's a general rule of motocross that uh, you know you start staging right away. But anyway, as long as it doesn't, it's over with now. But uh, you know, it was it was dumb. It shouldn't have happened, and it didn't happen again after that. But uh, I guess I should have kept my mouth shut, and everything would have been all gravy today. <laughs> oh, poor Noof. I know. Oh, it is all great like... today. They're best buds now. No. Yeah, oh. you and Roscoe are hanging out at Christmas time, aren't you? <laughs> me and Ross? <laughs> yeah. Well, me and Ross are are tight. No, we're good. I was. Yeah, no, we're all good. Um. Yeah. Well, that's I thought that, that's who you got in the beef with that night. No, it was more his mechanic. Well, all that. Yeah. Well, that. Yeah. That's. Um. Yeah. And then. Yeah. <laughs> More controversy, Galdi, on your Instagram, you were uh, on Guaranteed MX, you posted a photo of Ross, you know, he's the he's the 40 champion, and I don't know why, but Teddy Mayer joins in with, you're a chicken, and you paid guys to help you, and come on, Teddy, I like Teddy Mayer, right? Well, we all... I think actually the message was, you. I think it was like, you only won because you paid somebody, and then it was a picture of oh, a, a chicken. talk. Oh, okay. I was, I was thinking of like chicken, like you're scared. No, I, I think it was you cock. <laughs> okay, either one. That's what I a got cock is, right? and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after that, it just it just kind of Ross stepped in, and then Colin Jiren stepped in, and and uh, it was come on, a, guys. Like, I was just thinking myself. Little debate. Yeah. I mean, uh, I thought it was. I, a... I, it's it's weird. Sorry to interrupt. It's yeah. weird that those guys actually took it to that. I haven't seen too many pros right um, in a while take it to the social feed. R- Noof, you saw it too. 
Oh, I thought like, I'm still Keith. I'm still following it. I'm waiting for <laughs> more. He texted me. He's like, "Oh, I love what's going on." A bunch of people text Derek Shute. Just like I'm grabbing some popcorn and following um, up all night and stuff. Did, it was just like it like, was blowing up, and I'm just like, "Wow, this is pretty wild to see this many pro guys." Like that didn't even happen after um, the uh, Vince Freeze, Kevin Benoit, Alverton incident. You know what I mean? There was right. pictures posted everywhere. There was no comments. The forum went. MX forum might have said some things, but. Nothing to the effect of where pros actually got at each other. This is the first time in a while where I've actually seen a bunch of pros jabbing knives at each other through the social network. Now, I have to say, uh, Teddy was upset at Colin Duran's pass in the main event on Saturday or Friday? Friday. 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 Um, I I didn't see the pass. I was helping with Brent with announcing um, a little bit, um, Canadian Moto Show, Brent. And um, so I didn't really. I saw the. I could see the entrance, and I couldn't see the exit. But I had seen Colin make that pass. That was basically a super berm. It was pretty easy to make a pass on. I didn't. It's arena cross. Did any you think anything was wrong there? Uh, well, Newf was racing, so I could answer a little better. I saw it clear as day. And the funny thing is, is I didn't even notice it. But the exact same pass was made by Juran on Teddy in their dash for cash race not even, you know, 20 minutes earlier. And Teddy choked up. I believe Teddy thought that he had way more room, uh, and Colin came in hot, and I think Teddy kind of curled down and ran into his back wheel. I think Teddy should have been a little bit smarter, but Juren also maybe should have put in the back of his head, like, well, this is the championship. I don't need to do this. It's, but, you know, he's Dude, a it's arena and cross. lost the race. And yeah, it's arena cross. Too, so. How else do you get by, guys? You know what I mean? That's how you do it. Um one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And I just, and I thought to myself, come on, Teddy, you're better than that. You know, like first of all, there's no points money for the title. There may be some money from Leading Edge Cowie, like an insurance bonus program. But and second of all, Teddy already DNF'd a um, race earlier in the year, right? In the, in that class. Yeah. So yeah. like, there's there's where you lost the title. You let it come down to that point. You know. I mean, he. Yeah, needed- I mean, I'm sure maybe sitting at home being pissed about it and all that kind of stuff, but. I- like Noof said at the Armstrong thing, heat of the moment. He, you know, heat of the moment got ahead of him. And did you see and, any? Uh, did, he decided to go on Instagram. <laughs> Caldy, did you see any like indication that? Then let's face it. There is there was Ross and Anstead and uh, and Jaren and maybe I'm missing somebody else from Washington State. Crater, uh, uh, Crater up there. Did you see any stuff, funny stuff that would make you think that they were trying to help their buddy, which is what Teddy was insinuating. The only time that I saw something that you could have got that from, like I said, I actually as soon as I saw the start where Ross cut over, which was completely fine, and then in the first turn when Teddy was like dead last, Crater was right around there, and he ran into the back end of Teddy in the first turn, and they were both like 13th and 14th. So but, okay, it just no. jostled him a bit. So I just kind of paid attention. Then I saw the Jurin incident. I was like, all right, well, you know, not too bad. And then when Teddy got back up and caught up to Crater, they came out from underneath the over-under, Steve, you're cheering right now, from the over-under mm-hmm. into that whoop section, and Teddy was heading around the outside, and Crater did a full look-over, break-check, look-over, break-check, like Teddy was doing in the dash for caches, mm-hmm. into that turn. Okay. That uh, was... Before the whoops. That was the only thing that was like, right. like, come on, that was a little bit too blatant kind and, of thing. And also, too, Teddy, um, Teddy needed a lot of help to win this title with the way Ross was riding. Going into that last round, he had to win both mains basically. Right? It was five. Ross had a five point lead. Yeah, and, and Ross would have had to finish third. Well, no. If Ross went two two, that's six points. If Teddy went one one, I, uh, I was never good at that math in Manitoba. Yeah. but um, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I just it it would have it would have been it's tough, you know. Um, hundred percent. I mean, like you said, the DNF is really what killed him. Nufa, uh, didn't you think it was a little? Come on, Teddy. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, uh, like I said, I, I didn't see any of it go down, but uh, right. I mean, I mean, it was over. For, I mean, that DNF killed him at the first round. I mean, a short uh, series like this, you can't afford even a tenth place. And how did he? Get, how did he DNF? What happened? Him and Moff uh, came collided. Moff came in real hot on him, and Teddy turned down, and they like fully collided big time. So okay. actually, I saw that when it was right in front of me. But but yeah, I mean the DNF killed him at the first round. I mean, and with Ross riding good, I mean riding real good at the last couple rounds. I mean, he wouldn't need to go one one, but by you know starting last pretty much in that uh, that first main of or in the open main there on Friday you know it was mm-hmm. his chances were pretty much over from that start yeah yeah and, well i mean yeah. not to say that news not and not to knock your ride that night but you were third as the year as the urine i keep calling them urine as Juran and teddy were making their little uh, the havoc if teddy had made that pass clean mm-hmm. he could have made his way up to where that position was cuz Juran got you in near the end of the race so yeah that's true it, if that crash didn't happen, it may have been whether he could have got up to first and second. I'm not too sure, but the third, third and then it would have made it a ten point. It would have made it closer, I suppose. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, that's a another story, I suppose. But uh, right. there was a possibility. It was just good to see arena cross with some drama. I just, I don't like the guys taking it on that social media. I'm like, come on, guys. I mean, we just you know, talked it's about funny, like the the amount of drama and 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 uh, sort of storytelling this series got is. Almost as big as what happened in our national series this summer. Yeah, really, right? You know what I mean? Other than the fact that the the whole province of Quebec wanted to kill Vince Freeze, right? I, I, I don't I don't think uh, BC or, or Washington State were going to take anything out on anybody around the, the races, but it was like pretty dramatic. You know, there were some some arguments in the pits and some parents things, and then <laughs> oh, wow. now we got the racers like. This is our own little you know uh, young and the rest that's going on here, man. As the world turns, <laughs> I like the. Uh... Uh, yeah, and also too, like Cycle North had a really big presence and helping out a lot of riders. Leading Edge brought their truck and everything. And, and uh, Noof, your guys, Maple is Maple Ridge. What is it? Yeah, Maple, Maple Ridge Motorsports. You guys had like banners made up for your riders and stuff. Like it was, I mean, I was impressed a little bit with the the dealerships putting the effort into this thing. Yeah, no, it's uh, it used to be like that back in the day. I mean, uh, Blackfoot actually came out here and did this series back in the mid-2000s and had their semi and had Clatt and JSR and Mitch Cook when he was on the team. And, um, you know, there's been there's been moments uh, when, when this series was big, and it mm-hmm. was good to see this year going in a step in the right direction with, right. you know, the dealers getting back into it. You know, pretty much all the local dealers had a, had a you know, a, a hotshot rider or whatever bringing a guy up and stuff. So it, it's good to see the... The commitment from the dealers and stuff, and I mean, it's uh, it's in our backyard here, so why why not take uh, you know if your your passion is racing, get involved. Your best main event, Noof, was uh, the final one, the one that I was at. You came from, uh, oh, I don't know where you came from. Pretty good. Thirteenth, thirteenth fi- to sixth, <laughs> fifth. What 13th was it? Thirteenth to sixth. Yeah, yeah. should add fifth. On yeah, the last, last yeah, that's one. right. But uh, Galdi, it was after on Friday night when he came in, and I saw him and. And he faded back, and he was. That's that's embarrassing. That's disgusting. I'm not racing tomorrow night. I'm like, you're not going to race. No, I'm not racing. I don't need to go out there and do that. And I'm like, come on, bro. You know, but he lined up on the, Saturday. That line of uh, realization hasn't set in with me yet because he's still pretty freaking good at what he does. Yeah. Then he has a night like that, and he's like, well, "This is just dumb. I'm an idiot. Everybody's an yeah. idiot. This sucks." And I, I think anybody that's ever been good at motocross has gone through that sort of a stage. 
But uh, Neef, Neef still keeps kicking that can pretty far sometimes. And <laughs> well, hey, he won so, the dash for cash. He's the title. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's hard to let it go when all of a sudden you yeah. keep pulling something out of the hat and being like, "Oh, I guess I actually still got it." It's <laughs> right, a good point. There was uh, well, like I said, three champion, three pro champions crowned on uh, Saturday night, and I was one of them. <laughs> Boom! Boom! Write that down. Yeah. Write that down. Yes, yeah, down. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> Golly wants to call it. Golly wants to call it beats. Uh, can we talk about how there was a BC Legends class, and the only BC Legend that I would have even maybe put in that because Al Dick wasn't on the line or or anybody like that it was maybe beaten. Fasciati yeah. wasn't there. Noof, you are not a BC Legend. You you did not grow up there. Can, can we just next year? Can we just name that the vet class? Is that cool? I'm down with it. I'm down okay. with it. I mean, uh, um, but hey, I do. I did win a jacket on uh, on Saturday night for winning the BC Legends <laughs> Championship. It, I wore it around all night. I was having a few drinks, and it was the greatest please, thing ever. But so, please tell me it says BC Legend Champion on it. BC Legend yeah, Champion. I'll, oh. take, I'll take a picture of it tonight with me wearing it. Send it. Send it over to me for sure. I, I uh, will. Like if it, if there's Dick and Martins and Galbreath and Fasciati and Beaton on the line. Okay, fine. Clap. I'm giving you BC Legends class, like for sure. <laughs> but when there's Beaton and Noof, whose nickname is Noof, it's not it's not BC, and nobody not else BC. I've ever heard of, this called the vet class. You know, that's it. That's it. They plus actually 30. have a plus thirty class as well, but nobody ever signs up for that. They just go on BC Legends. <laughs> they all want to it's just pay, be. It's, dude, it's a payback class. So that's why everyone rides it. Uh, I'm not yeah, a so I'm, plus thirty. Mm, I don't think it is here, but anyways, uh, I'm I'm not plus thirty. I'm a BC legend. That's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> that takes some big balls when you're going to sign up like that, you know? Hey. They're like, are you plus 30 or are you BC legend? Mm, let me think. I'm a legend. <laughs> well, the jacket proves it, Steve. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> no, it does. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> hey, the the seven deuce deuce, uh, uh, I, think it, I think it can be argued or, or it can be talked about that the reason he went up there is from the Pulp MX show and all the things that we've kind of, you know, we've exposed seven deuce deuce to the world. Um, and certainly Courtney at Cycle North, I think, heard him on the show and and got in contact with him. And and, and but I gotta say, and I think I told him this too. I thought he would do better. I thought, I mean, he's a good rider and he's raced Supercross for a couple years now and is is a borderline main event guy. Uh, what do you think, Noof? Why, why did the seven do stews? I don't want to say struggle because I think he was third in the points until he crashed out on Friday's main event. But he really. Kind of didn't he didn't win any mains and he kind of was just you know right tick off those other guys. Yeah, no, I I, I thought that um, honestly, like at the first round in Armstrong, with it being like su- I mean this track dude was super small, like mm-hmm. really really small, and uh, his starts were on point and he went three three in both main events or maybe even two three I can't remember, um, but you know I thought wow that's pretty good for this round. I knew he'd only get better as the series came to Chilliwack with it being more of a supercross style with the bowl corners and, mm-hmm. and being a little bit faster and stuff. But, you know, like you, like you said that he said, you know, the track wasn't very technical. And, and at the second weekend in Cloverdale, it was like, honestly, I don't know if you saw pictures online, but it was like a full-on mud race. Oh, really? Um, oh. Yeah, like 14 laminates in the main event of a 15-lap uh, race. Oh, jeez. Um, this the dirt was so soft. We weren't even jumping the the jumps. It was just like roll, roll, inside roll. Yeah, yeah. Everything. So he obviously struggled there. You know, his starts weren't quite on point. And then, um, 
Yeah, I mean, he, he, his speed was, you know, pretty good, but his starts weren't on point at the last couple rounds, and he just kind of looked average compared to everybody else. Yeah, yeah, well, these things happen. So, Thanks for your entry fee, Seven Deuce Deuce. Hey, he was popular with the kids. People, he was, for sure, yeah. People liked him. So. Yep. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it was, good. it was good to have him up here regardless. Right. I mean, uh, people obviously follow him and stuff, and uh, all thanks to Paul Max. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's I, all I, you. We unleashed him on the world. He is, <laughs> does he have a rap song about you yet, Steve? He does. He has a Pulp X song. Oh, yeah, it's actually, it's actually okay. pretty good. I think he, you're up next, Galdi. He's going to make a Galdi announcing song. <laughs> yeah, right. Rap song. Did you like yeah. announcing, Galdi? You, 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 uh, we went for dinner on Saturday night, and you had to hurry up, hurry and get back uh, to, to get to work. <laughs> and you were there probably pretty early. Uh, you were there till late. You were announcing. Did you enjoy the whole aspect of it? Yeah, for uh, I, I I say I do. I, I'm, there might be times that I complain about certain things or times. Or, there's yeah, times. Hey, new. Like there's that, times. To be honest with you, <laughs> I'm in my uh, in my realm when I'm doing that. I enjoy it. It's fun seeing new families and young racers. And I mean, I'm an absolute. Uh, you know, I'll call it a retard, I guess, for motocross. So seeing a new series, new racing, and I, I wanted to bring. Uh, like I, you know, to toot my horn, but I, I'm I'm a good announcer and I enjoy doing it. And I wanted to bring that to the series because. I felt like it needed something like that for part of the show to get the crowd into it and all that good stuff. And I kind of brought what I learned at the AMA Arena Cross stuff and, and then obviously having all my friends uh, out there and stuff. It mm-hmm. makes it easy to do the job. So it was fun, and I took it serious. Like, I didn't screw around. I, didn't, I wasn't a joker. I didn't get drunk all night or, or any of that kind of shit and take advantage of the job. I, I took it serious, that's and that's why I had to rush out of your uh, dinner, Steve, even though I bought. That was and, awesome. Uh, um, <clears throat> so it was... Uh, I enjoyed every minute of it. I, 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 as of right now, I'd love to come back next year. We'll see how it works out, I guess, and we're going to go from there. But seeing the new kids and future, I'll tell you what, man. Like I just wrote about it this week in the in my column there. The future is bright in BC because of a series like this. Mm-hmm. All those kids, the ones that Newf teaches, Newf and Beats teach at the schools, and then the like the Piccolos, the the Dubuques, the uh, Smith, uh, uh. Gibbs, uh, Sash. Engel, uh, Hayden Wolf, uh, that Joey Parks kid, Taryn Gerber. Uh, like, these kids are, like, you know, hucking the big double and, like, skimming the whoops. And I don't even know if they realize what kind of experience they're gaining, but I'm telling yeah. you, man, those all those kids look so good on this track. And, I mean, the only thing above this would be, you know, something like the Monster Cup where, you know, the whoops aren't really the, the mm-hmm. indicator, just big triples. And, like, they're good. These kids are good, man, and it's fun to watch. Yeah, like you look at a guy like Beaton, and I mean, when he was kind of just coming up as a pro, he would race some supercrosses, and if he didn't make the main, he'd come pretty damn close. Like right out of the box, Beaton's indoor skills were on point, and Noof, it's got a big part of that. It's got to be those racing those barns every year. Oh, it's totally true. I mean, um, you know, even before my day of being out here, I mean, I mean, this series, like Galdi said, if it wasn't the Helms doing it with Future West, right. it was. It was Al Dick doing them and stuff. I mean, these races have been going on here since the early 90s. You yeah. know? We were watching old races at the office the other day from Cloverdale yeah. in, like, 1991. You know what I mean? Al Dick and JSR and did you guys and Did you guys see the Cloverdale long jump with, yeah, De- yeah, with DeVries ate really, shit? <laughs> Good times. But, uh, yeah. yeah, no, honestly, I mean, you look at the Clats and the Darcy Lange yeah. and the Beatons. Dude, those guys, if you look, were some of our best Supercross riders ever to come out. Not that there's been a whole bunch of them, yeah. but 
those guys have all made main events. Even even Brady Sharon, for example. I yeah, mean, yeah. He grew up grew up racing uh, arena cross with the tracks being you know somewhat technical. Whether it's technical or not, it's still indoor skill. Yep, yep. And uh, you know they've had some success at Supercross, so it's uh, it's a great stepping stone for riders. Uh, such as the ones that Galdi just uh, announced. I mean, there's nothing else like this in Canada. Yeah, you look at like, uh, you know, Tyler Medag they raced some some Supercrosses, or Keist raced the Toronto ones, or whatever. Um, there's a few Canadian guys that have tried to dip their toe in, and you know, the BC guys all outshine them, and it's got to be because of that. You know, um, I think so. Colton raced the whole West Series one year on Richmond, and you know, was yep. was pretty damn solid. And this is what I mean. You, I think uh, the perfect way to look at it is, uh, he, I mean, you could talk about Clad or Beats but look at Darcy Lynch. He got his feet wet in BC Arena Cross. He crossed the border over to Washington. Uh, he won that race in, I think it was Sacramento. And then, boom, he was on uh, that Cowie team, and the doors just kept opening and opening. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, he worked hard, too. But that's exactly where he got the start. Like, right. all those, you're, you guys are completely right. Like, it's just that indoor skill, whether it is a technical super straight up and straight down finish line double or a huge whoop section, just getting your sort of feet wet and figuring it out is, is small enough, and then you take your leaps up into that supercross area. It can't lose, man. That whole series cannot lose for experience for any young racer these days. Everybody else in Canada is completely jealous of what just went on for the last two months. Yeah, and even, uh, yeah. And even had an over-underbridge. He even had an over-underbridge. I just love yeah. that thing. Oh, open, because it just you. opens up so much possibilities for the track. And plus, it's a it's a real cool visual. I just did always, you not see how big that thing was and how much track it took. It did. It did. It was big. Um, it was big. It was big. Um, and the roofs were caving in. Okay, biggest surprise of the Arena Cross Series, Galdi. Um, I would say Jess Pettis. Good or bad. Uh, like a good surprise at the beginning okay. of the uh, a beginning of the series, he was an an absolute hazard. Should have worn orange triangle on the track, and crashing ever. He still kind of crashed towards the end, but he kept steadily getting better. And it, it looked like he just kept learning and learning. And even the racers themselves, uh, <laughs> I went into the tent. I think it was the last week, the dash for cash, and Pettis's name was on the list. They're like. Oh no, man! I can't believe this kid's in. He's such a hazard. And then I came in the next week, and they're like, "Oh yeah, actually, he was pretty good." And me and Noof talked about it. He was really good. So I would say he was my biggest surprise. Oh, before we get to asking Noof, the the final night, Teddy said after the main event in the two fifties, like, "Stick around for the dash for cash. There's going to be some real surprises here." And then Ross doesn't come out for the dash for cash. What's up with that? He said that he said that in the in the uh, heat race. lights main event. The dash yeah. was already done. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, when did... so he was saying that for payback in the open? Oh, room. so why didn't Ross race the dash for cash on Saturday? Courtney wouldn't let him. Okay, that's really weird. Yeah, that's exactly how it went down. I was in the office when she was in there. Oh, please tell the all the girls in the office. Please do not let Ross sign up for the dash for cash. Oh, so you so it was it the dash for cash just went if you wanted to sign up or not. That was it. Yeah, there was no sort of like if you won your qualifier or placed mm. up three or anything like that. Okay, just I just thought that signed up. That's why for right. some weekends there was like fifteen guys. Yeah, and then and uh, intermediates and eighty kids, and there was a couple fifty parents <laughs> running the gate and stuff. So Newf Newf beat some fifties and eighties at some rounds. I'm kidding. I'm joking. So yeah, I thought it was kind of weird that Teddy would say that on the mic, and I don't know. And then Ross didn't race it, and they brought that up on the Instagram battle. I don't know. Um, 
Newf, so who's the biggest surprise for you? Biggest surprise for me, Jake Anstead. Yeah. Yeah, he won some yeah. mains, right? He won, uh, like, uh... I think he won three, didn't he? Uh, one in Cloverdale. No, only two. Only two, two mains. Two. Yeah, two mains. But his win in Chilliwack uh, the weekend before you came up was unbelievable in the lights main. He had Teddy on him the whole time, and that guy did not crack. He rode 15 perfect laps mm-hmm. uh, on a long track. It was a long race. Um, by okay. far my biggest surprise, riding a bike, in, in my opinion... Um, definitely not an advantage in Chilliwack with the dirt being slippery and the ground being a little bit hard. Yeah. Um, and a guy that, uh, you know, has, you know, used to be pretty good and kind of, you know, just didn't expect it out of him, that's for sure. Um, my biggest surprise was you, Noof, winning the Dash for Cash title. Well, I was going to say, I mean, my two-time back-to-back um, <laughs> uh, Dash for Cash championship has to be a surprise for oh, everybody. Oh, absolutely. I mean, oh, you, yeah, you sure. weren't even on... You weren't even on the board as as a potential winner of this thing, and yet you just... Well, those guys probably don't think that because yeah. I'm like 8th and ninth in the freaking main event. And yeah. They're like, how does this guy do it for one lap? The heart and all, determination. All, all strategy, buddy. No, it's fantastic. Hey, honorable surprise mention, Sean Moffenbar. Yeah, he finally won the main event at the end of the Saturday. Won the last well, main event. Well, just the fact that yeah. he comes from the middle of nowhere Canada where yeah. flatness is... Uh, is everywhere, and Arena Cross probably shouldn't be his forte, but he just kept getting better and better and better as the series went on. Yeah. Uh, disappointments. Uh, disappointment, Galdi, for that series. Oh, deuce, deuce for sure. Oh, come on, bro. 100%, man. The hype coming in, all <laughs> all what you did, the build-up to the battle with him and Noof and all that kind of stuff, deuce, deuce, biggest disappointment. Remember, he was asking who the Noof was, and JT and I did say you will find out who the Noof is very shortly. Well, he knows now, doesn't he? Oh, he does. Oh, yeah. he does. I uh, will clarify that, the, and I'm not uh, discrediting me at all because I never do that, but uh, Deuce Deuce was definitely uh, faster than me in the main events, but not in the dash for cash, though. No, 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 not at all. Uh, <laughs> well, just, okay, champ. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the biggest disappointment, um, Noof? Uh, Brad Noddit. Yeah, he didn't, even, he didn't show the I'll last. T- I'll tell you why. I love Brad, but uh, last year up here, he won a couple main events. Um, and was in contention and stuff like that. I mean, obviously, the series was a little bit tougher this year, but he was definitely off right from day one up here. And he was on a pail of a bike last year, too. Where? Yeah, well, it was on a borrowed, freaking clapped-out Honda with his own suspension on it, and this year he had his own bike. And so, I mean, I know that he just switched from Honda to Yamaha and stuff, but I just thought that he would have been a contender right from day one. Where was Howell that last weekend? He didn't come. He Hey, he had an off weekend the weekend before, and uh, he well, there's an honorable the mention. One. Honorable mention, uh, biggest disappointment. Chris Howell, yeah, two, two, two. Yeah. Um, he likes Pulp Mech Show though, so he's okay in my books. He's a good kid. I like him. Yeah. Um. All right. Hey, um, can we talk on these CMRC rules real quick before we wrap up? I got to wrap yeah, up but... soon because the office is closing. Okay, can, let's just talk about these rules real quick. Yeah. Uh, new rules next year. You cannot switch to from a two-stroke to a four-stroke like Kevin Benoit. Did a uh, new rule? You have to uh, have a stock 250 motor from the uh, intake to the exhaust, so you can put an exhaust on it and a pipe and silencer. And but you cannot you you can alter the jetting or whatever, but you cannot use any internal motor mods. And did I miss another one? Yeah, uh, just the you can tack two bikes oh, now and yeah. race the second one if needed. Yeah. Uh, the point system goes back to 25th, 30 points for first. 
And okay, the points back to twenty fifth is awesome. Good idea for that. Uh, the purse money for the MX two is still not up, and that's brutal. And this two stroke rule. What did I say to you two jerkies when we did this? When they first allowed two strokes, what did I say? Oh, anybody you were just pumped on it? On it? No, I was not. <laughs> I said, "Why do you want to do this?" And and include a bike that three of your main sponsors, because CMRC has all five OEMs as sponsors. Why do you want to do this when three OEMs don't make that bike? And if they lose to that bike, they're going to be pissed. And guess what happened? Benoit beat Benoit beat them on a KTM two stroke, and the, I think Suzuki because they're out to lunch. Maybe they didn't complain, but the other two people were pissed. And that's exactly yeah, oh yeah, why that's sure. and that's exactly why Coombs doesn't do it down here. But they had they had the opportunity to squash it the year prior, and none of them did. Well, probably none of them showed up at the meeting or they were hungover. But it was a stupid rule to begin with. Why is everybody in Canada hungover? <laughs> There's a stupid rule to begin with, and now it has bit the CMRC in the ass, and now they have reacted poorly, in my opinion, to the uh, to the rule by insisting on a stock bike. I mean, come on, Newf, what do you think of all this? Yeah, I know. I I agree. I mean, stock bike, like who's going to check what, this thing? Who's going to yeah. have? Who's going to have? Kingsley and his thick glasses. Who's going to? You know, who's going to measure the the stroke and the bore and whether the intake has been modified or ground out? What's you know? Come on. Yeah, it, it's it, it seems a little. It's Mickey Mouse for sure. I mean. If you're allowed to have the bike in the class, do what you want as long as it's legal. But making these rules of you're allowed a pipe but no piston and uh, it's and and can you tell me why you have to declare which bike? Like why would you do that, Goldie? What is the purpose of that rule? Oh, like whatever you start on, yeah, you finish on, yeah. Like why? Why would they do that? Because Captain Benoit because... won the championship. Well, yeah, exactly. On two Just different bikes, switch back and forth on two different bikes and. That, it is. It's like people on the internet said it's the Benoit rule. That's the why they're why they're doing it. But I think the reason why that is just so like, like what's the benefit? I don't get it. You, like you can't allow the factory teams uh, to show up at a race and have the opportunity over somebody else by having the two bikes on hand. Like say you go to Nanaimo, yeah, where you would think a four stroke has got the advantage. So a factory team would have the opportunity, or not a factory team, sorry, KTM or Yamaha mm-hmm. or Husky would have the opportunity to swap back bikes. Uh, they could now, with this other rule too, they could tech both those bikes. They could ride one in one moto, and they could ride the other in the other moto if they wanted to, but that rule was after the fact. But um, this now makes it, or what the opinion is, it makes it even for everybody at the start of the series. It's ridiculous. The logic behind it as far as I understand. It's ridiculous to allow two strokes in the class. It's ridiculous to allow B riders in the class. Well, uh, let me ask you this way, though. Well, then you know what? Then if you're going to have an empty gate, Noof, you need to figure something out to make sure you don't have empty gates to why you have people showing up. Agreed. There's not enough racers that want to do the series. But there's enough 450. No, there's enough 450 racers, right? There's qualifiers at some of those races. You know why? There barely is. You know why? Because it pays something. It pays decently. Okay. Well, why don't we get into the AMA Supercross purse then, or Felt Supercross? Oh yeah. No. Listen. uh, Hey. By the way, they put same thing. Listen. By well, I'm just saying, don't uh, pick on the little. I've 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 voiced that many times. But look, you. But the Supercross guys. No. But listen. Hey, jerky. You're actually comparing apples to oranges. (laughs) 
because compare AMA motocross to, to CMRC motocross, the person AMA is the same, okay? Supercross, it is different because it is a different regional series. So the Supercross guys, now don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that it pays well. It doesn't. But by the way, uh, they put 15 grand more into the purse each round. So for this year? Yes, for this year. Yeah. So good oh, job. Nice. Good job by those guys, but still not enough. But at least you could say, look, it's a regional series. There's only seven of them. It's meant to be a stepping stone class. It doesn't pay as well as the 450s. So that's their explanation, and it works for me. I understand that. Mark's series is a, is a full 10 round now, and it's, it's got factory participation in it. it it's a full deal, and he, and he has the, the purse money is a joke. That's why he has nobody in that class, and that's why he says he has to have B riders or has to open it up to two strokes. Instead of fixing the fundamental problem of putting more money into a purse that's been the same forever, he just changes the rules to get more entries. So I feel like we should be in the in the parliament office right now, and everybody's cheering you on. <laughs> Let's get back yeah. to these rules, though. They're stupid. They're dumb. Um, do all we all? What, what would what would a uh, Canadian National Series be without something dumb? <laughs> Good point. Well, golly, that might be a good place to wrap. (laughs) Um, Right? Like, I mean, what would we have to write about? What drama would we be able to talk about if everything was just right or whatever? The the whole concept of everything that we do up here always has some sort of dumb feel to it because, (laughs) you know, the the odd time you're dealing with a dummy. Okay, golly, what's what's dumber, the the stock two-stroke rule on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the dumbest, um, the stock two-stroke rule or not have being able to switch bikes? What's dumber? Uh, go ahead, Nuf. Uh I say the uh, stock two-stroke rule. Yeah, I think so, too. 9.9. Because at least yeah, Gauley has a point, whereas Gauley has a point where the factories... 9.9. <laughs> Gauley's point about not, about not being able to switch is somewhat defensible because, yeah, if you're a factory team, you have the budgets to have two different types of bikes. Exactly. And yeah, I, I kind of get that. You know, it's a little bit of a screw you to the privateer guys who have to pick one bike or the other. Um, but yeah, the talk stock two stroke rule is, is, is dumber. Well, here, it is, here's the other thing you, you, how are they going to facilitate this or how are they going to monitor this? Basically anybody outside of the top 10 can cheat all day long. Yeah. They're not going to get checked. Right, and I work for the series, man. I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying that because I want to rat out or hide or something. They're not getting checked. Some intermediate kid or some random U.S. dude, come mm-hmm. on up, come on up, cheat all day long, dude. Give her. Until <laughs> <laughs> you get top three, it ain't gonna matter. Right, right. I guarantee it. That's the the Mickey Mouse or the dumb or whatever you want to call it. That's where it'll kick in. Right. It'll. It's only gonna come into effect when. Uh, some fast dude on a factory bike or that is part of the series gets into some position where that comes up, comes into play, will get protested. And apparently Kevin Benoit is not riding a two-stroke next year. So maybe the rule was made for no reason whatsoever. And, Galdi, another rule that we that we should touch on is the, uh, the, the under 30, national number 30 thing has been clarified because there were some issues with Vince Freeze. 20. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's the other rule we forgot. Sorry, my bad. Okay, so what is it? Okay, so now the rule has changed. It is any racer uh, from a GP North America, uh, North American series, well, not Canadian, sorry, um, AMA series 250 or 450 or GP MX2, MX1 
or MX3, I guess, uh, if you have ever been ranked inside the top 20 within the last five years. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a five-year range. Right. You cannot ride MX2. That's okay, I guess. Yeah. Um, but as we chatted, there's a, a lo- not a loophole, but there is a certain rider, if all works well, that could be running under the green tent this year where that rule really goes, wow, that was a nice slide in. Right, right. Um, yeah. That's not announced or anything ready to go yet, but that is a rumor. I'm going to go with Josh Hill, just my guess. But, um, well, I did the math, and that's how it came out too, but I don't know if that's the guy. Right. Um, and, and also, too, if we're going to rail on all these stupid rules, let's at least say that the points are, are good. Paying back to 30, I've often said the U.S. guys should pay back to 40. You should just increase the amount for a win. Um, and because this way, if you're finishing 30 to 40, you're a badass in the American National. And you should have something to show your, your sponsors like, hey, I finished, you know, 32nd in the points with this many points. I mean, yeah, you're 32nd, but hey, that's still something to be proud of instead of just zero. Hey, I got zero points, you know? <laughs> if, if you go to sell it, uh, so. I don't know. And then it doesn't look like such a joke when uh, the guy that got 70, national number 75, scored two points. Yeah, yeah. So good job on that. It's and, a little bit more legit, legit, right? That's for the both classes, right, Goldie? Am I right? What's that, sorry? The points are for both classes. Yeah, for both yeah, classes. Yeah, okay. yeah, I didn't know if it was just the 250 effort. So, right? okay, so now what you're talking here is is that yeah, the points are good. The two-bike rule is good. The AMA uh, eligibility thing for MX2 is good. And uh, there no. were five rule changes. The other no. one was good. No, no. The the points is good. The under 20 is whatever. I mean, you know, whatever. Who cares? But at least they clarified oh, the it. Chick, whatever. It's clarified. Whatever. It's clarified. That's good. The good thing is they clarified it. Um, the not switching bikes is, I wouldn't say it's good, but, yeah, I guess it's good. I don't know. All right, so I you really got one gotta problem. Go. You got one out of five, 20% of you, you have a 20% well, problem. Well, the whole problem is you allowed two strokes in the class in the first place, and that was a huge, <laughs> huge, huge <laughs> dumb move. Uh, you're dwelling on one. Uh, and now, nice racing, man. Drop and, the gate. And now look what you have. You allowed two strokes in, and now you have a whole barrel of monkeys that you're trying to contain, and the monkeys are getting out. They're everywhere. You can't you can't put the monkeys back in the barrel. <laughs> you just got to hook their arms together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, let's wrap this thing. GuaranteedMX.com is Ryan Gold's site, or Ryan Gold's site and uh, Atlas Brace is uh, Ryan Lockhart's company, and he is a Dash for Cash champion. Please. Two time. Two time. Please send me a photo of the BC Legends jacket, please. I will tweet I'm going to do it as soon as I get home. Give me 25 minutes. And, uh, uh, New, I thought you were really good on this podcast, even though you went and got engaged and stuff and, you know, did all that. I still thought you were pretty good on this show. Am I still going to be able to do the pulp show now that I'm engaged? I don't know if I'm allowed. I don't know either. Um, <laughs> but look, hey, no, uh, good talk. Future Future West Arena Cross Series in uh, in Canada. I'm looking forward to next year. I really seriously do think that you'll see some bigger names up there when this kind of – I hope when this word gets <laughs> <laughs> when this when this word gets out uh, that it pays all right and, and these dealerships are going to uh, front the bill, uh, I think we'll see some bigger names. So maybe they'll have a, like a dash for cash rule where you can't you know be even close to a pro racer within the last two years. <laughs> yeah, you need to be a BC right, legend. To do it. Yeah, you got to be BC legend. got a BC legend to do <laughs> right. it. Right. <laughs> watch, watch. Hey, Al Dick will show up and then he'll win. 
Ooh. Um, Come on. They could bring it on. Thanks uh, to Ryan Gold and you, Noof, uh, for doing this. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk soon, guys. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. See you. Later.